Hello, my people. I wasn't expecting to do a podcast alone for a while, but I think that I I think this is important to just start off this way and give a little bit of just lay out the landscape for what is to be expected, where I'm at, and maybe go a little bit into my process, my journey with healing trauma throughout my life. For those of you that do know me, hi, welcome, thank you for being here, thank you for choosing to listen. For those of you who don't know me, hi, thank you for being here, thank you for choosing to listen. I was just driving home, (laughs) it's been quite the freaking week. My windshield got smashed um, overnight a couple of nights ago, and then I ran over a screw a couple weeks ago, so I've been losing uh, losing air in my tire. And I didn't know it was so serious until I brought it in to get fixed, and the guy kind of looked at me shocked that I've been driving for the past two weeks um, on the highway. So got that all taken care of, been an expensive week, we're here, we're doing okay. During the drive, I was thinking about my healing journey. Um, Lately, I've been feeling kind of less inspired than I was hoping to. I've been a little stressed about this podcast, a little bit anxious about it, because I never want to share other people's stories. I want to share my story, but I want to know where the line is that I'm not sharing what is someone else's information to share. But there's so much of my story that overlaps with other people's lives that it's hard to know what is appropriate and not appropriate for me to share with the world. And I'm doing my best kind of sorting through that in my mind, but I'm finding it's kind of slowing me down like that. That um, There's a little tiny feeling of guilt, like I'm going to overshare at some point. I'm going to step over the line. Um, I'm going to make somebody feel like I've compromised our um, like our trust or that sort of a thing. And I, I'm just trying so hard to avoid that. But when you're having a podcast that's so very personal, as this one is going to be, it's difficult to feel like you know where that line is. So I was, I'm going to do my very best to keep everything anonymous, to keep anything that has to do with family, church growing up, those sorts of things, to just do my best to keep it all very um, vague and also to keep it important to, to only share the aspects that will help develop an understanding for who I am today and why I am the way I am today. I wanted to dive in a little bit today and just talk to the people in my life that are listening to this podcast and welcome you into this journey with me. So I've been doing so much healing the last number of years, like so much healing. And it really, really took off last summer. I was really starting to dig into past traumas that have happened to me, especially in my childhood. So when I was a kid, I experienced some sexual abuse. um, And that really only came to the surface for me in my later teens. I kind of only remembered the gravity of it at that point, and I only started to unpack it then. I started to see what a profound impact it had on my life. 
and how it's shaped who I am today and that it it really is hard to separate me from it. Like Ashton and the trauma kind of at this point hold hands and I've I've had to welcome it and love it. Like because if I don't, I'm further estranging that child that was hurt long ago. If I love it and I welcome it and I give it a hug, I feel I'm welcoming that child in. I'm welcoming her in to be honest and to share what happened and to let all of those walls down that at the time were too vulnerable to let down. So with this healing journey has come all sorts of forgiving people around me because of course I think every single human being has some type of childhood trauma, big or small, and really the the whole big or small scale is so subjective. Who is going to determine what is big or what is small? I started to realize that trauma really isn't gauged by the event that happened, but rather the effects that it had on your life going forward. So some of the smallest events that happened in my childhood from the outside had the most profound impact on me as an adult and how I ended up developing and how I now interact and see the world. In this process of uncovering and unpacking and working with the things that happened to me as a kid, um, I had to do a lot of forgiving people, forgiving the people that caused me this pain, forgiving the people that couldn't see that I was in pain, forgiving the people that could have maybe stopped it. There's all of these things and they're very hard things to talk about, but they're true. And just because they're true doesn't mean that I can't forgive them. So I've been walking out this journey of staring things in the face. I'm so done with putting them under the rug. I'm so done with pretending it never happened. I'm so done with trying to make other people feel comfortable around me. I spent a lot of time doing that as a kid while I was suffering, making sure nobody knew, making sure nobody blamed me for the things that were happening to me. And I'm done with that. In my adulthood, I've started to do a really good job of saying, you know what? I'm anxious. I'm anxious today. It's going to be a weird day with me. I'm going to be in a weird mood. That's just the way it's going to be. If you want to roll with me, that's just what you're going to have to going to have to roll with and and the people who want to know me want to be there and they want to help me through it. So walking out this healing journey has been a lot of staring things in the face that I've been really avoiding for a lot of years. And so I wanted to address people that might listen to this, that might know me at that time, that might experience some sort of difficulty listening to me unpack these things, I just want to say, like, I genuinely have forgiven the people that were involved directly or indirectly. And I understand that every generation does a little bit better than the last. There are ways that I was raised that I won't raise my kids, and I think every parent probably says that, 
And I think that that's a good thing. Everyone is going a step further than their parents were able to bring them. So no matter how how much you try to do the right thing, you still won't do as good as your kid is capable of doing because you've done so much of that work already and they have that as their starting point to do even more yet and to go even further than you were capable of going. So I just want to acknowledge that when I'm discussing things from my childhood, my parents did the damn best that they could have with what they had, with the resources at the time. And those are all the things that I want to be able to be free with and have the people that are listening not get an idea in their head that it was anyone's fault except just the time we lived in. It was There were so many kids who experienced that and didn't share. And I don't think that that was a coincidence. I really think that that was just the lay of the land. There wasn't really a structure to know how to work with kids that were sharing things that happened to them. And it gets especially complicated when there's friendships and relationships involved because a kid can feel so responsible that they're ruining relationships with very valuable people in their parents' lives. So first thing, I want to say when I talk about the sexual assault that I experienced as a kid, it is 100% not my parents' fault. I don't know if there was the resources, the education, uh, and even just like the capacity to deal with it differently than it was dealt with at the time. So I want to say that square up. Second thing I want to say, I am going to talk about church trauma in this podcast. I grew up Christian. It was a huge, huge part of my growing up. Church was center in my family and in my personal life. And I was involved in the church from when I was like, I mean, I was already on stage by the time I could walk up to the stage. Um, But I was giving like presentations on what I was doing at camp by like 12 years old. So I'd like speak a whole service or I would lead worship by 12 years old, like fully on my own. I, I was so comfortable in front of the congregation and they were family to me. So when I speak about my church trauma, it is not directly at the people that were in leadership there or my direct relationships with the people in my church I have a problem with the Christian institution that I grew up in and not the direct individuals involved. Purity culture was a thing. It was just a thing. It wasn't a thing because my church made it a thing. It would have been a thing otherwise too. And all of the parents that saw it as a good thing, you are not alone in sending your kids to those conferences in buying them those magazines and the books that really further pushed the purity culture movement you're not alone in and honestly you're not entirely responsible for not saying no to those things either it was just what at the time people thought was best practice as a christian to make sure that your kid had the best chance at walking away from their sexual experience without being hurt. Like I was saying, everybody does the best with what they have. So when I speak about church trauma, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. 
anybody. I love, I think every single one of my leaders, except, except maybe like two, but for the majority of my leaders, I would be overjoyed to give you a huge hug and to catch up. I, I honestly think that I was really fortunate in having people in my life that want to know me now. Um, and I'm blessed by that. And I don't take it for granted because I know that a lot of people who experience church trauma now would be horrified to bump into leadership um, because they were direct perpetrators of a very toxic theology. And I felt less of that and more that they were unfortunately stuck in the system. So there's that. There's a lot of other things that I'm going to be touching on that make me wildly uncomfortable. There are parts of my life that I haven't shared with some of you that are going to be listening that it's going to be um, like new, a surprise. And I, I just want everyone to know that I am far on my healing journey, far. I am doing really well and that's hard sometimes honestly. My healing journey has been so liberating for me that walking <clears throat> walking towards I don't want to say the end. I don't think there is an end, but walking out of the very painful start of it has made me there's inspiration that comes from pain. I think that's what I want to say. And once you feel that parts of your heart are being put back together and you start to feel like more whole again and more in charge of yourself and more and that that you are in your body you're present you're not um you are not your trauma anymore once those steps happen some of that inspiration goes and i've been finding that difficult um to know what to do with i'm very thankful for the healing but i I sometimes feel like I don't know what to talk about and and so I'm exploring a new territory. A territory where I can start to look at the world and maybe start to give back in a new way and not just a way where I'm taking people on my journey, but maybe I can jump into other people's journeys and help them with that process, whatever it may be. I have been through a lot of things in a little way if that makes sense. Um, and so that's what it's looking like for me. I'm, I feel a lot of things about this podcast. I feel, uh, a lot of responsibility to represent my life in a way that I'm going to look back on happily, which is, altogether difficult because I think I've burned every single journal I've written because at the time it felt so me. It connected with me. And then I looked back later and it was hard to read because I had grown so much. And I want to be able to rep represent myself in a way that I can look back on and sure, cringe, but not regret. I'm working at realizing I'm going to change. I'm going to listen through this again and not feel like I recognize myself and that's okay. But I want to make sure that what I say does not harm people and it does everything to love people. 
So the moral of the story of this little conversation is to my family, I love you and I forgive you. And I am so thankful that you were the people that raised me and that did life with me for all of those years at the, at the beginning, no matter how rocky, no matter how rough, I wouldn't change it. It's made me who I am today and I'm thankful for it. And to all of my church people and the people who have been there along the way, I love you and I forgive you. And I'm thankful for those experiences because they made me who I am today. So with all of that said, I'm going to do my best to be authentic and vulnerable on this podcast. And I'm going to do my best to not share other people's stories in a way that takes away from them being able to share it themselves. I'm going to share my story and in the ways that others' lives overlap with mine, I'm going to do my best to share those areas with grace and with... I'm going to try to share in such a way that the people involved can remain anonymous. So thank you for listening to this. Thank you for being gracious to want to know me and I hope that you'll enjoy whatever this thing turns into and however long it runs. All of my love. See you next week.